Where Nobody Knows Your Name is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. Hello and welcome to Where Nobody Knows Your Name. This is episode 4, Sam at 11. I'm John. And I'm James. And uh, we're your local bar flies for the uh, next maybe 15 minutes. We don't know how long the episode will be yet, but on average around that amount. A, a pint's worth. A pint's worth. How quick are you drinking? <laughs> Let's take you back. 21st of October, 1982. We got our boys, the Charles Brothers. The Charles Brothers and James Burroughs directed this episode. The Holy Trinity. Who are you assigning who? Burroughs is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He's there <laughs> really? everywhere. But he's done a huge amount. He's directed a thousand episodes of sitcoms. Yeah, Burroughs, Burroughs is, I think he's, I assume he's doing the whole first series. He's done every episode so far. But yeah, so we've got Glenn and Les. The creators of Cheers as well. So this is a truly character-driven one. Their own vision, scripted by the men themselves. Indeed it is. Do you want to tell what this episode is about? Okay, sure thing. Sam's buddy Dave stops by Cheers. He wants to interview Sam for television, which uh, everyone is thrilled about, apart from Diane. But before we get there, we've got our cold opening. I've got to admit, this, it introduced one of my favourite characters so far, which is Harry the Hat, local con man. Harry the Hat comes in, he scopes out. He sees that only Coach is there. Easy target. So uh, he approaches Coach and asks him for a beer. And uh, Coach says, no, 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 I can't, can't. And he goes, it's for a friend. He's just outside. The Coach goes to get him a beer. And uh, Harry the Hat says, he doesn't have a dollar, but can he have change for 10? Basically what Harry says is, though, oh, I don't have the exact change. I've got this note. And then Coach comes with the change and then goes, oh, I, does ha- I do have it. <laughs> Tries to give him this. And th- essentially just keeps taking money I- from Coach without paying yeah. him anything. I think at one point, Harry is about $20, $20 up plus a beer. Yeah. Which which this is a interesting thing I saw is he walks out with the beer. He and, gets kicked out. And it gets ten dollars from Sam. And I assume that was the ten that he did actually originally give to Coach. He walked out with ten dollars and a beer for nine dollar profit. And nearly a watch as well. And you know, you got the wrong idea about me. You no, really I don't. Do. Now Harry, you got ten seconds to get out of my bar and give me back my watch. Harry. <laughs> He's trying to help you guys out. I mean if you want to upgrade a little bit, you gotta say it. Brilliant character, and I think I mean, I don't want to assume here, but I think we're going to be talking about Harry more than the actual episode. Let's go. Sam's going to be interviewed for TV. Diane is rightfully so apprehensive. She is apprehensive because she is worried that it would be a sob story. Mm. She worries that because he's retired, it means that they've got no one better to interview. And ultimately, she's right. So yeah, they set up the interview. They come in to um, film Sam, and Sam wants to talk about his bar and how well he's doing, how he's recovered from alcoholism and ultimately I think last minute pretty much they get a better person to interview I say last minute probably three minutes into an interview and they yeah. just sort of run then when I figure he's getting good and antsy I go and Dave oh, John McEnroe just called he said he's got something he wants to get off his chest McEnroe but what I think was really sort of interesting about the episode as well is Sam's telling his story to the interviewer uh, to his buddy Dave and the only person who actually seems interested is Diane who was the person who was telling him don't go on TV to do this because they don't care but ultimately she did care and she wanted to hear the rest of the story and I think that sort of developed their character's intimacy because they had a really nice back and forth towards the end of the episode. It was an interesting one because like the previous episode it was a sports themed Mm. episode however in this one Unlike the Tortelli talk, we saw Diane's relationship with sport mm. more deeply. We saw her having a cheerleader story, which I thought was quite strange and against kind of Diane's character. But it showed that she felt rejection. She, as the episode progressed, understood the pain that Sam was feeling and the sorrow because of this combined interest in sports and mm. the 
atmosphere and camaraderie that and I guess the sports team can have. Projection as well. Yes. But I, I think it's quite funny as well because we talked in the last episode about a history of previous educational routes, I guess. And this kind of shows another route which she didn't go down again, which kind of shows how she flip-flops through a lot of different paths and interests. But yeah, ultimately she gets an appreciation for sport again and for Sam and his relationship with sport and how that was such a big part of his life. And she wants to find out more about it by the end of the episode, yes. which I think is a really nice part. I'm going to talk about Dave and the actor which yep. played Dave. He was a sportsman, really? the actor, uh, Fred Dreyer, and he's quite notable. As of checking it, he is the only NFL player to score two safeties in one game. He was an NFL player who played for the New York Giants and the Los Angeles Rams, and he actually auditioned for the role of Sam. In the first episode, we talked about how Sam was originally supposed to be a football player. Football player. So, maybe they didn't want a football player in the end after all. Could you imagine a world where it wasn't Ted Danson? It was Fred Dreyer. It'd be weird. It would be weird. I suppose in that universe, Ted Danson would be guest starring in this episode as Dave. That'd no. be weird. Well, Ted Danson, when getting into the role of Sam, found difficulty in getting used to the way a baseball mm. player moved. I guess a natural segue, our other guest character, Harry the Hat. Harry Laverne Anderson, born October 14th in 1952, was a professional magician and actor. As a child, he became deeply interested in magic, and that's kind of what he picked up as a hobby through his teenage years. So this was uh, our con man, and you can see that he has brilliant stage presence, but also he does use a bit of that trickery in there, which is really nice. What I found really interesting was shortly after appearing in this episode of Cheers and a couple more episodes, he actually went on and starred in his own series called Night Court. Have you heard about this as well? I've heard about Night Court and Angela Ames. Do you remember Brandy? She guest appeared in two episodes of Night Court. Okay, well, this is that huge universe where they're all connected. Within uh, Night Court, he played the role of Judge Harold T. Stone, which is a character with many similarities to Harry Anderson. The show ran for eight seasons. It was hugely popular. But what I found interesting was um, that ultimately, Harry the Hat, our boy Harry, he went on and was in Emmy nominations, which were contended against Ted Danson. Ooh. So it just shows that this character who we loved in this episode was so popular that he actually got his own series and became just as popular as Elite, which you could see in the charisma of the character. One thing which I really loved about the ending of this episode, I mean, we talk about in in films a lot, long shots. They dolly trot from um, Sam and Diane having this really nice intimate talk in the pool room through the sort of little corridor with the bathrooms, through to the bar, and reveal that Harry the Hat is there. Three-card Monty-ing. Three-card Monty-ing coach (laughs) and Norm, which is just a beautiful way to sort of close this really nice, well-written episode exactly how it began but the reason why he didn't get away with it last time was because Sam was there and saw what he was doing but this time Sam's distracted yeah. and he's getting away with it which I thought was a really do nice you, sort do of... you have a favourite Harry moment mine, it's... mine has got to be levitate trick, the no, coin levitate the <laughs> coin and obviously it doesn't and it yeah. gets money off Norm and Norm tries to do it to coach the coach just doesn't care he take you for anything Norm? Uh, what is that coach uh, didn't hear you I'm practising suspending this coin in midair. Oh. <laughs> Definitely one of the best characters so far. And I think that was actually a really nice part about this episode as well. Was the cold opening kept being revisited throughout the episode yeah. in such a prominent way that it was really well crafted. Crafted, yeah. Harry Anderson also played Richie in the 1990 version of Stephen King's It. Did he? He did indeed. Didn't and Richie is a, well, trash mouth is again this kind of loud mouth, brash mm-hmm. character. And again, having this one appearance in such an early part of the series, we could tell this actor 
big comedic presence and I'd be surprised if he hadn't done stand-up at yeah. some point in his career because he knows what he's doing. He knows how to perform with a crowd. I know that he was performing magic from his earliest 17 to audiences. So yeah, it's like you say, he's got a really good history in terms of performing live as well, which obviously filmed in front of a live audience, he knew how to play to that. Mm. And he plays it so well. And right at the beginning, he took the $30 bill he yeah. took a $30 bill and folded it out. And there's a really nice shot as well of just Coach sort of just holding it. Um, so I think that was a really nice, really nice sort of introduction of a character. And I really hope that he comes back in a more prominent oh, way. I want him to come back because he was just incredible. We might have to cancel this podcast and do the Night Court podcast. Maybe we'll do a special. Yeah. Let's see how we get on. Let's focus on what's, uh, what we're doing <laughs> at the moment, though. Can, can you hear that? I think it's the mailman. Mr. Clavin's here, and he's uh, dropped off some lovely trivia for us to read. Should I open the first letter? You go for it there, James. You open the letter. Fred Dreyer auditioned for Sam. Which family comedy actor also auditioned for the role of Sam? Which family comedy? Yeah, it's uh, an actor who has appeared in two sitcoms about families. I can give you some hints about when these sitcoms air. I'd love some hints. He's been in two sitcoms about families. Mm. One aired from... 86 to 97 and the other started in 2009 and will be finishing this season i'm going to focus on the the second one there um so a 10-year family sitcom that's ending this year the the only thing that i can kind of think of would be something like modern family so i'm assuming the dad from it but i don't know the name ed o'neill the father in, in modern, modern family, family. sophia vergara's husband that's really interesting that it was actually Ed O'Neill from Modern Family because Shelley Long was in that as well as yes. his ex-wife. It's kind of a weird seeing these weird parallels all the way through where actors who have worked together or nearly did somehow work within other sitcoms within similar sort of roles, I guess. The more we, we get on, we're finding more names that were attached to the roles, which is quite nice to see. And it's a funny thing to imagine different people within these roles. I guess the thing that I can do now is compare him to Ted Danson of today and just have that kind of comparison. Because obviously Ted Danson is still trimmed. He's a silver fox. Silver fox. <laughs> You're still watching him. Um, I'm watching, yeah, he's, he's on The Good Place. I haven't seen it, but... I, I very much like The Good Place. And one scene where Ted tends bar. Okay. And the reason they wrote this scene was so that they could get Ted dancing behind the bar again. We're veering off topic, so, James. We've got all these trivia letters and we've got to open these up. Do you want to ask me one of yours? I'd love to. I'll open up a letter. So when Norm walks into the bar, he gets asked, how's life treating you? How does he respond? They ask him this in a few episodes, so I'm going to guess which response is, okay. is for this episode. Let's I'm going to guess. I'll go, Norm, how's life treating you, Norm? Like I just slept with his wife? Like I just ran over its dog. Oh. So close. That will be a running theme, I think, a lot. But I think that was a, a really, really lovely, quick-witted bit from Norm. Oh, he's a quick-witted man. Or was it the Charles Brothers? Why not both? <laughs> I have another question. This is the first appearance of Harry, but which regular does not appear in this episode? Just from having been talking today, I'm assuming Carla. No, Cliff is not in the episode. Because in the first season, he was a recurring character. Ooh. He was in almost every episode. Oh, of course Carla's in it. She's the one really for Ted doing the interview. But yeah, of course. Cliff came to our studio today to drop off this trivia, but he was not in the episode. He wasn't a main man yet. We'll naturally see his role grow. Got another tasty bit of trivia here for you, James. What cartoon family does Sam say to Diane she should feel sorry for? The Flintstones. You know, you know who you should feel sorry for. I'll tell you who you should feel sorry for. You should feel sorry for the Flintstones. 
I beg your pardon? Well, yeah, they're opposite the six o'clock news, and when everybody finds out that Mayday Malone is on, Bedrock is going to be a very lonely little town. I do like that Sam knows what time the Flintstones yeah. is on. Shows a bit about his character. Gets his break at work, puts on a bit of the Flintstones. <laughs> Goes into his office. What a great life. It's a nice little touch, I think. Name two other sports personalities which Dave wanted to interview. Oh, I'm not There's going to I'm a few not listed here. here, James. Would you like me to list them off? Yeah, I got it. John McEnroe, yep. Jerry Cheever, yep. ML Carr, mm-hmm. Jim Rice, mm-hmm. Robert Parrish, mm-hmm. and finally, Becky Bannerman, high school gymnast. So that puts Sam at seventh on the list. Final piece of trivia we got delivered in here, James. What does the coach call Harry when he refuses to serve him? I think you like this. A flim flam. Now, Sam says I can't serve you anymore. You're a flim flam. No, no, it ain't for me. I'm expecting a friend. Basically a con artist, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, which I really liked. I guess that's what we're saying to the audience right now. Thank you for uh, visiting where no one knows your name. Can't serve you anymore. You're a flim flam. Good night.